Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the amount of choices there are out there? Whether you're shopping for cereal or toilet paper, there are so many options. It's hard to know what's best for you. I was taking some family pictures and my skin tends to get a little shiny. So I went to my wife's cabinet and she has a bunch of skin products, you know, and I didn't know which one to grab. Finding skincare products that actually work for you is a little complicated. And that's why we are excited to partner with Apostrophe, which is the sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that provides access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. At Apostrophe, an expert dermatology team will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Apostrophe is so easy to use. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online consultation about your skin goals and medical history. Then snap a few selfies and a board-certified dermatologist will create your first customized treatment plan. I love how easy it is to use. I went straight online. I signed up. They sent me some of their products tailored to my skin goals because my, my skin's a little sensitive. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash hills. When you use our code hills, that's a savings of $15. This code is only available for our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash hills and click begin visit. Then use our code HILLS and sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to Was It Real? The Hills Rewatch. Today, we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Jason and Lauren, Part 2. And today's guest is none other than the sexy, talented, amazing man himself, Mr. Jason Wallace. Jason. (laughs) You know Jason from the TV series Laguna Beach, The Hills, and The Hills New Beginnings. But recently, Jason and his wife, Ashley, created a platform to help those who feel trapped in the jaws of addiction, codependency, and mental health issues. Their successful YouTube show, The Jaws Diaries, brings viewers along for a realistic front seat chronicle of how the couple has tackled these issues while raising a young family. The show helps provide insight, information, and tools for how to successfully, oh my God, how to successfully navigate these issues, which is so common. Everybody goes through these. Jason's currently the recovery advocate with Alist Health, working together to raise awareness and promote recovery from a national standpoint. Jason continues to use his personal experience and his presence in the public eye to inspire people who struggle with substance abuse and mental health to get help. His involvement within the recovery community has changed his life and has allowed him to be a resource for thousands of individuals who need help, but don't know where to start. So welcome, Jason, 
One of my best friends. Damn, yeah, I'm so Damn, happy. What to an have intro. You. That was a, that was a, good to see all you guys. Yeah, man. Are we yeah. done now or what? That was yeah. a no, 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 no. <laughs> we're, we're just getting started, buddy. I, I, what else I, do you do, buddy? I, oh my God. Yeah, incredible, man. So wow. let, let's start with one, one, one very uh, uh, thing. I, I want to say something about Jason because Jason was uh, incre- an incredible friend to me through the pandemic, um, through the times where we were all hurting and, and not knowing what was going to happen beyond this whole, like, a crisis that went went through. Um, he was one of the guys that would call me every single day and made sure I was okay. Made sure if I needed anything. He made sure, like, he was, he knew I had some, like, mental health issues. And he was that guy that, like, literally showed up to my doorstep a couple of times. And and that's how we kind of took on, on golf because it was like one of those like therapeutic moments where like you could just go out there and play golf with him. And we'll get into the golf sessions or later when we when we find out why you don't play with the Lauren Conrad uh, clubs that she gives if you. If you in the still episode. have those clubs. <laughs> you still even have them, right? But <laughs> we'll, I have, get, we'll get to that. But, but uh, I want to say thank you, buddy, for being so such a sweetheart and such a great friend. And and we need more more people like you around to to no. to help people who are in need. No, I really, really, really appreciate that, you guys. And it's, uh, there's so much, I just have so much, uh, I don't know, there's like emotion around this, just seeing you guys. And this, there's such a history and such a longevity of this. And I mean, Frankie, I mean, you've known each other almost, it's like freaking 18 years or something. I mean, 15, 18 years, it's been a long time. And same with, I mean, all of you, actually. I mean, I think Audrina, we even knew each other when we were in prior high to school. Any of the shows we didn't and even stuff. realize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crossing paths. But, no, I, I, Frankie, I appreciate that, man. And it's, uh, took me a long way to get to, to, to that spot. And, uh, as, as we will be discussing through, I'm sure some of these, uh, episodes or in the specifically in these episodes when, uh, I was in the thick of a lot of the stuff that I was experiencing, but I'm stoked to be here. This is cool. Cause I actually just did a, uh, Kristen and Steven show last, like about two, three weeks ago. And that was about all the Laguna stuff. So it's like a perfect domino effect of going right into the hills. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I got a couple questions for you to start off, man. I want to know, we all want to know, kind of like, how did you even get involved with Laguna Beach? Oh, God, man. Such a good question. So uh, I was actually away at boarding school uh, at 17. So I was off to a rocky start already. And I was (laughs) out in Provo, Utah. And, uh, I actually got, I was in communication with like Talon and Chris, some other people. And, and they're like, dude, you won't ever believe what's happening. Uh, they're making a, a, a spinoff of the OC, the show that was on Fox They're doing a show in, in, or- in Laguna. It's called Laguna beach, the real orange County. And I was like, no way. And, um, uh, so they ended up shooting the first season. I never really thought anything of it. Uh, it came out, it did well. And they're like, well, we're going to do a, a season two. We need, you know, we need, you know, some of the seniors are going to be moving on. We need, uh, we need fresh blood. And, they're like, oh, you got to meet this guy, Jason. And so, uh, and so I think that was through Kristen and, and, uh, Talon and some of the other cast. And, uh, they interviewed me and they're just like, dude, you're a, a perfect fit for, uh, with where your life's at right now. And it was just, it was a, a train wreck. Right. I mean, I, like I said, it was, I was <laughs> perfect in the TV. thick of stuff. And it was perfect <laughs> this guy, for this TV guy's and a mess. Bring him on. <laughs> that's why you, yeah. that, that's why you became a TV yeah. station, man. <laughs> No, but that's kind of, I mean, like literally it was the, it was the domino effect, but what's so funny is, is originally I didn't want to be a part of the show. It was like growing up, like, ah, it's just so lame. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be a part of it. And out of all people, my parents were the ones and a couple of close friends that convinced me like, oh, it'd be so cool to have your senior year documented. Little did we know it was going to become the biggest nightmare, but, uh, it all worked out the way it was supposed oh to. It was a hit show though. Everybody watched yeah, Laguna Beach. Huge. 
Yeah, man. Um, it, it, yeah, I'll never, I mean, it was literally like one of those things where I had no idea. Am I supposed to go to school after? And I mean, I kind of had my whole life, you know, planned out to some degree. And then overnight, uh, you know, that's thanks to Frankie and in the, the mix of all that, <laughs> me and Talon going up and meeting Frankie when we were, you know, 17, 18 years old. And, uh, and my whole life changed and, and we moved up to LA at, at 18. Yeah. Uh, and then from Laguna Beach, then you decided to to do Dr. Drew's Celebrity Rehab. And what, what made you do that one? Well, so that was later down the road. So you can kind of see the progression of my career with reality television. I went to Laguna, <laughs> I did The Hills, and I ended up in Celebrity yeah. Rehab. So it was just kind of this big, reality this big arc, you know? And so, but I actually... That's a great question, Frankie. And, and as you guys know, I mean, I went through such a public battle with addiction. And, and at that time, we didn't have the knowledge or the wherewithal or the understanding. And there was so much stigma that was still associated with it. And honestly, I went on that show. One was to connect with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest, two just incredible guys. A big part of it was also to change the public's negative perspective of the way they saw me, because this was like a real reality show where, I mean, they stick corners and uh, cameras in the corner of the rooms. I mean, they follow you around. It was not soft scripted, if you will, you know, it's kind of like what you see is what you get. And it really allotted me the opportunity to show the audience kind of who I really was um, as, as a person, because I was really portrayed, uh, you know, and, and created a character through Laguna and the Hills as, as this, this drunk, you know, womanizing alcoholic. <laughs> and, uh, and there's some, there's some, obviously some truth to that for sure. But it's also like, it really gave me an opportunity to kind of shed my light. And, and, and that's really one of the big reasons why I did it. Yeah. Love, there's love so that. much more to you that I feel like even on the new Hills, new beginnings, people can actually see and see that core, your values and morals and everything. Yeah, man. 100%. I appreciate do, that. Do, do you think that uh, reality TV has become like a breeding ground for addiction in some sort of way? You know, I don't know that it's necessarily become a breeding ground for an addiction. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll speak on my part, right, is is I was pre-genetically disposed to addiction. I mean, I addiction runs deep in my family, and it just added fuel to the fire. It allotted the, it, it just, it brought, it brought it on much quicker. But I think fame can definitely add to, to some of that. I mean, looking back at where I was at, you know, 17, 18 years old, we're still going through the, you know, through puberty growing up, just like diving into to getting to be a, a man. And you're also at the most impulsive state of your life. And then you throw all this, this access and, and, you know, money and different stuff that comes along with it. And somebody like myself who had an overinflated ego with an underestimated sense of self-worth, it just, it just was a, uh, an explosion waiting to happen. You, you, you know, you talk about the ego, but, but you were always so humble when you, when you would, I mean, when I would see you around me, you were always very like, I mean, I was just starting up too. I, I had just moved out here probably six months before you guys. I just had a, a couple of friends that kind of helped me out and, and, and fast tracked me through, through, through LA. But you talk about the ego, but you were always, when you would come around us, like, it wasn't like you, you, you weren't like, like, oh, you've always been humble. And even in this episode with Lauren, like... You're such a gentleman. Yeah, you're such a gentleman. And you always admit when you're wrong. And I think that you've always done that. You're, you are who you are. When I, and I really appreciate that. And I think that really comes to the family upbringing. You know, I really think that my parents had a really instrumental role like into that. Because when I was in the depths of my addiction, I, it really drove away from all my morals and values and what I really stood for. And that was a big part of the crux of when I got back into 
got my life back. Basically, it was I have a lot of that to think on on that piece because I was raised right, you know, and, and I kind of got thrown this curveball in life where it really set me off on to a different traje- trajectory. Um, you know, but I think when I say overinflated ego, underestimated sense of self-worth, it really is more pertaining to I wanted people to envision this life that I wanted people to see me in this certain light which, uh, you know, whether it was the glitz, the glam, you know, money, whatever it may be, but internally it was just a deflection on how I really felt about myself, which is very insecure, very, you know, self-shaming tons of anxiety, depression, you know, dealt with a ton of OCD stuff. And it was, it was really just a deflection on what I wanted you from really just to get to know me. And so it was, uh, that was, and I figured a lot of that out through just getting to know myself in that self-discovery place, because when you're 13, 14, 15 years old, and then again, entering into all this, I didn't really know how to express what I was really feeling as a young kid and, and all these different situations and the things that I was going through. I was just, I was living a double life at 13 or 14 years old. And that's where it was like, now I, after I can look back and see that, like I, I'm, that's why I'm so candid about what I went through it was because it was such a shitty place to be. And I didn't have an outlet to express it. Even though I went to therapist, psychiatrist, try to like do all this stuff. It really, I didn't know how to share that. And it's, so it's like, I'm, I'm basically trying to internalize all this stuff at a young age and you got the repercussions of what you saw of what I went through. And it took me down to that, that a very deep, dark place. And so that's why, like, I, I feel like I really share now around these types of things because um, there are outlets, there are solutions and you don't have to be in that place anymore. Yeah. Um, that's incredible, man. Uh, That's we're, I mean, I think all of us, I speak for all of us, but we're all really proud of you and how the man you've become. Um, it's really cool. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite memory, I guess, of the Hills? Well, dude, filming the season one, I don't remember anything from any of those seasons, you know? So, I'm gonna remind you of that haircut you had. Oh, God, Wait, dude. The Ryan Cabrera spiky oh hair. No, bro. The beard, too. The beard. Everybody the had that. And then you had the little, the, the, no, no, it was like, it, it was kind of like a Ryan Cabrera meets uh, Colin, Colin Farrell. You were right. It is. Ryan Cabrera. Guys, oh, guys, just for, for, for editing, can we put the picture of Ryan Cabrera, yeah, Cabrera. Colin Farrell, really? and him had a baby? <laughs> That's him. <laughs> oh yes, Adriana, I mean, really. His spiky hair was in then, <laughs> yes, and the little it, highlights. It was, like, <laughs> by the way, if it was, it in, was if, so if, bad, bro. It was. I look at pictures. What a douche! Like, I mean, this shit looked like I was. Got into a fight with like a fucking lawnmower and a straightener. Uh, that's that's uh, what happened. It was spikes, the chin strap, I dude. I, I didn't want to bring it up just yet, but I, it just was the perfect timing to like understand that like. So how did you, you, how made did you trim? How did you trim up that chin strap? Like how do you make it? Something was strap. perfect. I mean, I got the wall. You know the painter's tape, bro. I just uh, yeah, tape that okay. shit right around it. And that's what I mean. Like, it, it, it was, I mean, you look at those pictures. You got to look at that person and just be like, if I see somebody like that, big, dude, you definitely got something going on. There's definitely. Got some yeah. got some we're we're gonna come back to, yeah. that, to that haircut style, but um, I do want to. I do want to know though. Uh, what was your favorite episode? What was the favorite thing about the hills that you were just like, damn, this is such like this is the show. I, I mean, look, it was the whole experience was was really incredible. I mean, from Laguna transitioning into the hills i think that just that whole that opportunity was a once in a lifetime opportunity i didn't know that the show was going to become a phenomenon and and turn into what it turned into i think i think the whole thing is a piece even through the thick of it you know it was just a a, a really really cool experience 
Um, I think it was, is it's the opportunities that came from it afterwards, but moreover is I think my favorite thing in regards to all of filming was coming back and shooting like the, the relaunch with you guys, because I think I told this to, to Brody specifically as I was like, dude, I, back then, this is like a, a, for me being able to meet you guys for the first time, because I was so dis- disconnected from reality back in, in that time. And I think this time around, it was really cool to be in, in the spot that we are to be able to see everything that we had all gone through and to come back to a place where we're able to kind of reminisce and, and be able to take small pieces of, of the past and kind of incorporate it back into the future. So I think it, the, the best part was us redoing that. And I think it was just the nostalgia that came alongside of it. And there was just so much history with it. There's not one particular favorite moment that I have. I think it was just the whole experience. I'm, I'm really grateful for it because it's, uh, like I said, it's, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Well, are you ready to go back right now? We're going to get into the episode. Oh, we're going to watch it? From the beginning. We're not going to watch it. I'm just going to kind of walk through it. Did you watch it though? (laughs) Have you watched? I can't, dude. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. Good. Okay. Here you Good. I, I don't want you. I don't want you to have nightmares about that spiky hair. It is a little cringy to watch for me too. Sometimes I went on the worst dates, but we'll get into that later uh, too. Bro, I, got, I, yeah. I can't wait to. Oh my god. I need to talk about that guy that you go no, on. No, we'll get to that. Well, let's get. Oh, let, this is about it. Jason right now. Okay. Okay. I got to tell you guys about this amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Add a gallery to your wall, your home office, or send an easy foolproof gifts, especially for all the weddings you have coming up. From art prints and posters to the photos sitting in your phone, you can frame bridge just about anything. Here is how it works. Go to framebridge.com, upload your photo, Then you can preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. If you want to skip the online portion, FrameBridge can send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. FrameBridge is great. I actually just had my daughter's birthday party and I wanted to frame some of those amazing photos we have. So I loved how easy it was. I got to see all the templates online and I got to pick out the best frame that fits our home. And I just had a baby and we just literally did a photo shoot for him. Wanted to have some pictures framed for him, and the custom framing at FrameBridge is top-notch. I couldn't believe how affordable it was compared to going to a custom framing shop. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to FrameBridge.com and use promo code HILLS to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to FrameBridge.com promo code HILLS to get 15% off. That's FrameBridge.com promo code HILLS. I've had so many issues finding a razor that is actually moisturizing for my skin. Past razors have left so many nicks and cuts and just really dry my skin out. So Athena Club razors have changed my life. Athena Club razor blades are surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid. So you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves skin soft and hydrated, not stripped and dry. The blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily. So you don't have to take a ton of passes over your skin to remove the hair. The razor kits are $9 and come with two blade cartridges, a magnetic hook for shower storage, and your choice of handle color. I got the pink handle and love it. 
They also have several other colors to choose from. The best part about Athena is you will never have to worry about dull blades because you'll get refills sent on your schedule. Just choose how often you need fresh blades and Athena Club will send them automatically with free shipping. They also have this cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and actually stays on while you shave and it's incredibly moisturizing. Why deal with razor burn and wasteful disposable razors when you could be getting the best shave of your life with the Athena Club razor kit? Get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with promo code SECRETS. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code SECRETS for 20% off. Wait, so Jason, this episode four is basically about you coming back into Lauren's life. And in the beginning of the episode, they show Lauren walking into her apartment and she has like the old school phone with the you know, the voice messages. So she hits play and it's you calling. But like, I feel like you guys were already together before they even filmed that. Weren't you guys kind of living, like you were always at her apartment. Yeah. Is that when they sent the tree? The yes, big old tree? Sent, of, uh, you sent the tree. Did you send that or did the producer? No. So, so what happened is, is Lauren and I were together like immediately after that, when we moved up, she was still doing the show and like it kind of spun off and we ended up reconnecting. Like, I think we broke up for like maybe like a month and then maybe even shorter than that. But when we moved back up there, we like got back together and, and for storyline purposes, cause I think Adam, when he was like putting together the show, he's like, I don't think he wanted me to be a part of it. I think he's like, this guy's just going to cause problems. So I, however it was set up and then Lawrence, it, it ended up having me come to be a part of the show, obviously. Um, but so we were together, but they wanted to make it seem cause like on Laguna it, and through maybe tabloids that we'd broken up. And so they're like trying to figure out how they could piece us coming back together. Uh-huh. And so that, that's how, how it was, but that was all manufactured. Yeah. Cause you, I, and we, I kind of figured that watching it just from knowing how we film. Um, but you leave, you call her again, leave yeah, her another like, voicemail. And then you guys go to dinner. What about alert. the flowers though? Wait a minute. Stalker alert. Well, yeah, he Wait just minute, talked the, about yeah, yeah, the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit of a stalker alert right there. You so had like he didn't send three those. phone calls. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, yeah, what, what are you doing? I'm watching it thinking it's true. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why is he calling it? Because I just watched it for the first time in 15, 17 years. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, why is he calling her so many times? Jay, you like you had game. You didn't have to call so many times. Once Dude. enough, like she'll call back. You and know? Lauren's kind of like, uh, it's Jason again. Like, and, and by the way, <laughs> oh it's God. a it's a phone machine. It's not even like your phone. It's like, like old school. Like it's I know that's wild to just watch that. To I've watch that part. I'm just like, why didn't you just text her, bro? Well, like, yeah, you, there was her. no text. We didn't have that Well, you did, then. but you had like, to, like, it was hard. Not yet. Yeah, oh, it's like it the Nokia yet? like Damn, sidekick. Side, that was like AIM, dude. Oh my God. So yeah, so you so so you start giving her like the flowers and then she like, obviously she comes back to you and, but you were very persistent. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, because I feel like I remember when I first met you guys, you were always at her apartment with Heidi and Jordan. And sometimes I'd go over there and hang out with you guys. And then I know you and Lauren were filming these scenes. But then whenever you watch it, you kind of see like, how was it for you filming with Lauren with that? Because I know you guys talked it through before filming or were you on the same page or just went for it? Yeah. Yeah, I think again is is it was so crazy how can all that happen too because steven and i and Dieter of all you know all of us actually got a place up in la and i think i i stayed at that place and it was downtown um los angeles and i think i stayed there for maybe like three or four weeks and i i had that place for almost like a year and a half but i ended up moving in immediately with lauren and like Dieter and steven just took over that apartment 
And so I, we were there all the time. So now that I'm like, as we're talking about this, a lot of memories yeah. are coming back. So <laughs> we were there the whole time, but the, the filming of all that, I think, I think we were obviously, obviously we were, we were good with it. It was just a, it was kind of weird. Initially I, I remember her and I were like, we're not going to do that. Why don't we just like, you make it more just natural and organic of how this is. But then Adam and, and some of the other producers, like we got to like make it. So there's got to be a, a storyline intro so the audience can follow. Gosh, I know. It was so fun to watch though. Like, yeah. Going and back. I, I remember seeing like the little things like Jason gives the, brings flowers to the office, right? And like in front of Whitney and that's where you meet Whitney, I think. Yeah. And then Whitney, yeah. like, and then Lauren just puts the flowers on the, on the desk and then you come back and then… Well, because she wanted to run off with Jason and go to lunch. Yeah, like, like <laughs> I'm like, put the… Like, I, I said it to myself before that, like, because I forgot what happens. And I'm like, I'm like, she's not going to put him in water, like… Oh, uh, and then Whitney And then when she comes yeah. back, like, Whitney's already got him in the, in the, in the flower base and… and, and, <laughs> and, and, and Wait, like, Jason, but did you really bring those flowers? Did you actually did buy them, bro? No, no. Buddy, no. I was no, no, but I was, no. I was over here thinking like you were like a real romantic, like you're uh, opening the door, you're bringing flowers, like you're going out there and buying the what, actual flowers. Who wasn't there an assistant too that like set that whole thing up? Who was that? The assistant guy that um, came in and kind of cleared the Blaine? room. Yeah, the Blaine guy. Yeah, he cleared the room. What was that all about? I mean, was that all? Was that set up? Did Blaine? Um, do you remember Blaine, Jason, at Teen Vogue? No, you. Know, I, I don't remember. I don't remember Blaine, but you know who was really instrumental with all this. You guys remember Sophia? Yes. Oh, Sophia, yeah. yeah. Sophia oh, was great. Yeah. yeah, she was our go-to. She was, she was like the wizard behind all this. Yeah, she was like the showrunner, and she would call all of us and tell us where we were supposed to film and what was happening, and call us the next day and be like, "Are you okay? What happened last night?" And kind of get the scoop to set up the next scene of what we were filming the next day. Little did we know she was taking a <laughs> taking a advantage agent. of us. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we thought she was agent. caring she was. and like, yeah. "Are you okay? Is there anything?" And you just pour your heart out, and then they use it against you. <laughs> yeah, the secret agent. Yeah, but it made a good show. It there was a lot of secret show. agents in the hills. <laughs> and, and, and then, um, isn't that the same episode where… Is that her bir- his birthday? Yeah, so… Oh, your no, birthday No, that's, that's the next episode, uh. which we're going to get into as well. But this is kind of like Lauren and Jason kind of rekindling their love and like getting back on the same page. Yeah. Um, and then you guys go to the movies and you kiss goodnight and Lauren's all giddy and like now, runs off. I have to say, I have to say something. So there's a lot of stuff that I was watching there when I'm thinking like, all right, and be honest here, Jason, because you're young back then, right? You Clearly you were making money or you were getting to make money. You were having some fame. You were drinking your partner. Was there a little bit of, of you that wasn't that interested in getting back together with Lauren and you wanted to get a little, a little airtime and a little get back on TV and keep that going at all? Or were you just dead set on falling back in love because I'm going to be honest, like watching the dynamic between you and Lauren was kind of like, you could tell that you were young, you were having a good time. You were going out, you were enjoying yourself. You were being the age that were, you know, you're having fun. And Lauren seemed like the complete, she like, was just like, let's go home. She mad. seemed like she was like 30, 35 years old. Back <laughs> there, like, Hey honey, like time to go home. You're like, it's my birthday. I want to go out. So, I mean, well, we'll get there. We'll get to that part back then, you know, cause I, I mean, look, Spencer and I back then, you know, we were like, yo, let's go. We saw the, the Laguna Beach and the hills. We're like, yo, we got to get on that show. You know, we got we to cause some yeah. drama. We got to get it. I mean, that was kind of our thought process back then. So at that age, I feel like that's not not normal no, to, t- to think I'll, like that, you know? I'll tell you, and this is like just looking at it because, you know, Lauren was a, I think she was like the first person I really, really cared about. And like the first person that I actually really liked. Um, 
honestly, I think it just says at that young age, being 18, 19 years old. And so that was all like very real. And like, I really did care about her, but I think as, and in my, I, at that point, I really didn't, I wasn't processing like around that TV component and understanding that like everything right. was still so like chaotic in my, cause I, I was still getting, there was still so much aftermath just from Laguna. Right. Like it was just right. like, that was still kind of going and I was doing season three of Laguna too. So I was, I didn't really think right. of that. So Laguna had another show. And so I was just kind of staying on that and this was going on and you know, but as, as the shows, as it's at, after the season, one of the Hills started to go. And that's when I think some of that stuff registered, not about wanting to be on TV, but around like, dude, I'm young. And there's, you guys know what <laughs> going to these. Yeah. Yeah. Is like. <laughs> and, oh, and like, you're doing this whole thing. And it's just, it's, it was such a culture shock for me. It was just like, what the hell? And so yeah. That's when a lot of that temptation and that's when a lot of that spiraling started to become a real problem. But no, I think from Laguna to the Hills, it was really like, that was truly authentic. And I, and I, and it was hard because I think I, I didn't think, I know that I really cared about her and it was really difficult having a relationship be publicized. And I think that's yeah. where a lot of my mannerisms, like I do, I can remember specific video, like just clips and things that when they cut back, it's like, I'm not wanting to go through this real life situation on fucking camera. Like right. I want to like have a conversation yeah. off, you know, and they, they just happen to catch it. And that's where like all those weird silences and the, just like the awkward moments happen. And, but, and so also yeah, like, and, and tell speaking to addiction, all that stuff, you think probably that, you know, being nervous to be on TV or have those conver those deep conversations on TV, I feel like alcohol would probably play a role in that to kind of make you feel less uncomfortable when you get in these situations. Right. And so, I mean, I know that I, I kind of suffered from that too, you know, and cause it's, cause it is awkward. You're still going to a restaurant, you got yeah. 15 cameras all pointing, you got 30 people behind them and you've got spotlights on you and you're like, That's all right, true. now talk about some real life shit. Yeah, and so even, like the only yeah. way to feel comfortable is like, is Hey, you know what? I'm gonna drinks. take some shots. I'm going to, you, you know, gotta relax. Just, you gotta feel like you yeah. need to relax a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not only that, like it's, it's not even the comfort of your own home, right? When you go out in public, it's like, also yeah. you have the folk and then it's everything around you. Everybody's yeah. like, so it's like this scene, like yeah. you're out there. It got to the point where I was drinking every single time before I filmed. Like it was yeah, just exactly. like, no matter, I don't know. I'm not saying I was blacked out, but I mean, every single, it got to a place where I was taking shots or, you know, I was drinking, um, yeah. especially as the later scenes it became, think, it was just it, a comfort thing. 100%. I think we can all relate to that. Absolutely. That's, uh, <laughs> no, not Frankie. Frankie. Not Frank the he tank actually, over he here. He actually didn't really drink that much in the beginning. You didn't, you used to, when I first I met not, you, you didn't even drink really at all. Drink. Yeah. Barely ever. Back in those days, I What the I hell just, happened? What? <laughs> yeah, <he's> got, <laughs> every, time, every time I LA. see this guy out of high, he's yeah. like Frank the tank with double fisting tequila bottle. Yeah. He's got, you know what, man? Uh, life happened and you have to start celebrating it. You know, this guy had three kids. That's what room. happened. Yeah. No, late but, bloomer. But, but, late bloomer. Yeah, yeah. But though, um, speaking of late bloomers, you know, you weren't a late bloomer. Like, you look like those guys. Remember, you, have you guys ever seen those high school movies and you see these guys that are like, you're not in high school, bro. You're like, you got a beard already. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, you, you were not in high You're that guy that they were like basing the, the high school movies characters from because you don't look well, like Well, everyone was like, Jason was like Colin Farrell. That's what everyone would say. You were like say. an 18-year-old, like, man. Coming off Laguna, everybody's like, dude, you're 35. You're 40. There's no way. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it was it literally, it happened. 
everywhere. Everywhere Everybody. I went. Oh my god. Every once in a while had like so a little funny. Jetta or like in, like, like an A4. A little Jetta. Like no no like like <laughs> high Jettas, school cars. Yeah. Like like that's what you the get. Three series beamer. This guy's already in a Range Rover, like <laughs> riding around. Like, <laughs> like he's from Laguna Beach. <laughs> yeah. Callum was from Laguna Beach. His dad had a Ferrari, but like he had like a like a like a, a Jetta. An, no, an Audi, like an eighty an A4. Yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. A black I remember that. Oh my gosh. Hey you. Yeah, you, you got a bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nut sack on the cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code HILLS for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. The grooming package I highly recommend from Manscaped is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin save technology. This trimmer has an LED light that shows you how to mow the lawn in the dark. Dude, I am loving this performance package. The second best tool in the performance package is the Weed Whacker. This fine-tuned nose and hair trimmer will make sure your nasty nose pubes are under control. Instantly, add some pep to your step with the Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Spray-On Testy Toner. And with a performance package purchase, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Boxers. They also have a bunch of other products on their website to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game. Kate Bush might be trending at the moment, but your bush needs some help. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code HILLS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code HILLS. It's time you level up from the Amazon to the Amadon with the ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Also in this scene, it's a lot about Heidi, or this episode is like a lot, a lot about Heidi at Bolt House, and she's working there now, but she's not happy because she's doing all these boring tasks. And um, Well, he sends her for a lunch. Like, he's like, yo, Heidi, go get me lunch and get me one of those green things. And it's like, I did catch that. It's like a it's like, naked green juice. It's like it's a red. juice, yeah. <laughs> right? It's a green juice. Yeah, a green, a green thing. A green thing. But go get it, and then she forgets it. So it's like, if you want, by the way, if you really want to be in nightlife and you want to be in events, you got to work tell your us, way Frankie, up, right? No, no, no. Let's be honest. It's it's not about tell us, right? It's it's 
there, there's so much to it on the back end that like, hey, who, oh, who do sure. you think sends the invitations? Right. Yeah. Like, I send the, the invitations personally. If, and if, especially back then when there wasn't like, just send an email or a text like, yo, come through. It was, you send a, a, a really nice personal invitation. Somebody's got to pack that envelope. Somebody's got to put the the, yeah. the sticker, the find the addresses, call people to make sure that's that what, that's the she right. She was the she had the duty of calling everyone but to get them on the list. But it's but it's but it but it's part of being in nightlife. It's part of being like it, it just doesn't just magically appear. You appear at the club or at the <laughs> event, and it's like oh yeah, I'm here. And it's like no, you, there's so much work to it to yeah. to like the 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 people don't see behind the scenes. And Brent was which he did a really good job of like yo dude, this is. I need somebody like I need somebody to bring me lunch sometimes because yeah. I can't like I'm doing or or food at the club when we were first launching a club, I got no time to eat. Somebody brings me my my food. Somebody yeah. like now now nowadays we have uh, what's it called the Uber service or what Uber yeah, Eats Uber or, Eats or Postmates, Postmates or DoorDash. DoorDash. <laughs> Which is deal. such Freaking a different world, but like back then it's like yo, you gotta go get me my lunch, and that's true. She yeah. had to go and get the lunch. Well, I got- think she just thought she was gonna jump in and just get into the club life. She didn't think she had to work her way up to doing that and kind of earn that. She just wanted to be. In do, do you remember that, Audrina, <laughs> that like see, that true too for sure? But a lot of that was, I, from what I remember, was like real, like that frustration. I, I feel like a lot of that yeah. was. I think, I think a lot of it was because she was really working there in the beginning. Like she was yeah. really going there. And then I think then towards the end, she cries to Jordan and wants to like quit. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, you guys know how it is. Like you film certain things that are very much real and your emotions are real and they capture that. But then there are scenes that they have to set up. The whole thing of like in episode one or whatever episode that you guys go and crash the party, like, Dude, if somebody, if someone at my door oh, is, yeah, is, is letting people yeah, in, yeah, yeah. see that was that was staged. That was I don't think you don't, don't think remember. that you try to like get in like on the side. Like I mean, uh, we're being miked and they're pushing us in there. But then like, you're all, yeah. you're, all <laughs> sitting, you're, you're all sitting on the table. They that told us specifically to sit there. was told to Lauren like yeah, you can't sit here. We had to start drama that's for the that's, show. Yeah, exactly. Staged. It's freaking. staged. Oh, so but you it's, staged that? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, because I would have been pissed. I was pissed off for the event. She was. They would never allow that. Lauren would have been fired immediately for something like that. All right. Well, Jason, we have some fan calls. We got a lot of questions for you, but. Um, there's four. So, are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay, the first one is from Sabrina. I've been a huge fan of the um, the Hills for the past many seasons that you guys have had. And I was just curious if the drama between you and Lauren, um, if that was real or if it was staged um, or scripted. Um, I guess a lot of us kind of want to know that because a lot of things, maybe the producers and things like that made you guys do or made you guys say. So it's kind of hard to know like what was real and what wasn't. Um, to me, it felt pretty real. But I mean, if it wasn't, then that's, you know, different. But I mean, of course, in that moment, we were all, you know, super taken aback by things. But of course, um, we also loved your guys' storyline as well. So, yeah, I just that's my question. Great question. Great question. Um, you want me to jump right into it? So uh, it was, um, yes, un- unfortunately, uh, a lot of what you saw was was real. And that's what we were going through. And again, is that's where immaturity, uh, addiction, alcoholism uh, causes for a lot of that toxicity. And um, a lot of what was really happening was was true. Yeah. 
Big man, I like that. It's All cheap. right. Now we have Jennifer. It's not my wife. Well, maybe it is. Let's see. Let's see. Jennifer. Hi, Jason. My name is Jennifer. And first off, I want to say I am a major fan of the show as well as you and have been for many years. And I also want to say I applaud you being so vocal and transparent about your struggles with addiction and how you overcame them. And I really um, applaud you for that. So thank you. So my question would be, if you were able to go back in time and maybe there's an episode or a certain situation that you maybe regretted and could redo, what was that situation and how would you have overcome it differently if you could turn back the time? Thank you. God, these are like such deep questions, you guys. Uh, (laughs) You know, I mean, first of all, thank you very much for the kind words and, and the compliment to that. And as cliche or as cheesy as this may sound or, or be there's there, obviously there's a lot of things I would take back um, and the behaviors and some of the, just the one-on-ones and the conversations that I'd had, but ultimately, you know, looking through and, and, and seeing where I'm at today, I really wouldn't have changed anything because I am so grateful for the life that I have today and where I'm at. And I think literally everything is by design. I truly believe everything happens for a reason. Um, and, you know, it's, it's got me to this place where I am today. And, and, you know, I, I trust the process. So again, as I, you know, I, I, <laughs> there's things I would definitely would take back and, and trust me, I'm making living amends every day to a lot of people. And, uh, um, but ultimately it's, it's shaped who I am. All right. The next one is from Katie. Hey, Jason, aside from the Hills cast, do you stay in touch with any of your Laguna beach friends? Thank you. Oh, uh- Yes, uh, Laguna Beach. I stay in touch with uh, Kristen. I stay in touch with Talon. Uh, stay in touch with uh, Stephen, Dieter, um, all of them. Uh, ba- yeah, stay in touch with a good, a good, a good amount of them. And actually, it's funny because some of them uh, actually stayed, gotten reconnected more recently. Um, probably in the last year or two, we reconnected with with some of them. So, but yeah, the. Some of the girls, not not so much. I actually do talk to Jessica every once in a while. Not like on the phone, like we'll message back and forth. This It's a funny relationship that we had, but, uh, um, but yeah. Nice. Okay, this next caller, I might butcher the name, but it's... Saad. Saad. Hey, Audrina, Brody, Jason, oh. and Frankie. Sending you all the love for the podcast. Just wanted to get your opinion on something. So there's a big debate about wearing combat boots to a certain place. Just wanted to confirm if any of you would wear combat boots to the beach. Uh, oh, wow. Well, well, I speak freely for Audrina. She would. She would love yeah. to wear Audrina loves combat boots. I do. I have them. I have like four pairs. Where are, are we supposed to have those here? We're supposed to have some combat boots here. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be part of the, I the decor. There. I bring them with me everywhere I go. Oh, you, well, we got to put them. <laughs> we'll put them up there in the next, have, episode. next one. We'll we need right. to have them like next right episode, here. We'll have them up. Okay, to... I'll put them right here. Next I'm sure to me. Jason um, and Brody, as, as, as <laughs> guys who grew up on the beach, for bringing them, they would never have boots. I feel like Jason might. If you're on your Harley, I don't own a pair of combat boots. This is your Harley boots. This is, the guy, on, this is the guy, guy that has a, a a nice little golf cart <laughs> that would take us. Like I, I went oh to his house God. and he took me in his golf cart all all through Laguna Beach. It, it's what a life. <laughs> Range Rover to the little golf cart. Like yeah, man. When you've got tons of Harleys, 
You're a Harley guy. I, I'll wear boots on a Harley, but, yeah. you know, to the beach. Okay, I'm going to defend Justin. <laughs> that scene, we rode his Harley from the apartment to Malibu. So those were the only shoes he had, and he wore them on the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it, it's I don't know. Funny. I, I, in, in Justin Bobby's defense, <laughs> I will say he's he's definitely one of the best surfers overall. <laughs> That's the funniest for, for thing. Sure. Is, yes, is Justin actually is an incredible yeah. surfer. He and used spent to up, spent his whole life at the beach, pretty much growing up. So yeah. I mean, I he's guess, actually like a great athlete overall. He's yeah, good at like yeah. everything. The three of you would like. I saw you guys when we would go to those beach scenes, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, Frankie, here's your surfboard." I'm like, "I've never even <laughs> rode a boogie board. Get out of here!" And they're like, "No, you have to go in there with Brody." They send me in there. I think we were in Hawaii or something. <laughs> oh, it was like, it was like, and it was like a 10 foot. And there was like 10 footer. <laughs> yeah. They sent me in there oh with this thing. I almost died. Bro, literally <laughs> had to save me. And then, and then there's, a, and then there's a clip of us going in there. Like in real life, he had to save me. In, oh, oh, yeah, but it shows us. In the hills, they show two guys like getting these crazy waves at the same time and they pretend like it's us two. Yeah. <laughs> never happened. Wait, I love no. it. No. I think I stood up once no, I think, in a I think that was board. like Sunset Beach. It was like yeah, sunset. We were like in some, those places. Uh, the magic of editing. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you, God, for saving me that day. I have a that question was, for you guys. I'm just curious from your guys' experience because like you said, like you, you, you brought up in the beginning around how like, you know, some of the scenarios and stuff were real. But there was obviously a lot of stuff that was staged and or scripted. But did over the course of time, did it become and because my process through Laguna, like all the relationships were real, but a lot of this, the you know, the storyline was real, but it was a lot of set up scenes. Did that start to mitigate over the course of time? And a lot of it was more set up. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it started out, you know, obviously when you're starting out, I don't know for Spencer and I speaking for us too, when we first got into the group, the so-called, you know what I mean? We were, I feel like everybody was just getting to know each other and every, and when you're doing that, there are so much, but then the, the more seasons and years and time goes by, it's like, all right, what do we get these people to talk about? They pretty much already <laughs> talked about everything. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, so yeah. then it definitely put more pressure on, on content and, and being able to come up with good content for sure. But in the beginning, I would say that it definitely started out a little yeah. more authentic. I think especially as we all know during COVID when we could only film in our backyards or with each other and couldn't bring anyone in or go anywhere. It's like we had to keep... Are we talking about the new season up. or the old season right now? Altogether. I'm just talking about in, in, in general. Oh, okay. Like yeah, this, yeah. Uh, I was kind of referring of to the first season. This new one. <laughs> yeah. Thing, this whole thing was a bunch of BS. <laughs> what are you, I mean, come on. This The new one was hectic. I mean... God. Yeah, I had to drink Dude, a lot listen. before those scenes yeah. for no, this no, the one. Older, the old school hills, the ones that we're talking about. I mean, yeah. that was definitely more... The, the newer one was just... I mean, was, was, let's just say there was a lot going on there. But Jay, I, in every episode, I do a thing called Frankie's Confession Corner. And if you don't want to answer the question, you take a shot. But in honor of Jason being sober today, uh, being sober, we're not going to take a shot. And we're just going to have to answer that. the question. Okay. Fair enough, man. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Frankie, what is this question? <laughs> Frankie always asks a, a tough question. Yeah, but my, my, this one's going to be uh, kind of, it's, like it's like a fun one. It's like a confession, like. Was there anyone in the entire cast of the Hills, or the original, while you shot in the first season, second season, third season, fourth season, that you were like, you had like your own, I would say like, you had your own beef with and, it, it, and nobody ever knew, like you didn't like them, just didn't want to be around him. Like, 
was there like or, or girls or producers like you were like ah oh, man this person just bucks me the wrong way who was the person that you just disliked during filming not talking the new seasons because that was yeah, different. yeah 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 no the the during god dude uh i'm telling you frankie's <laughs> Frankie questions these... over here <laughs> the fuck did you come up with yeah. that dude i i, <laughs> I, 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 I like a lot of people i never told them <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, now's the time i the time. Yeah, i liked jordan i liked brian i liked i mean even i liked heidi i liked lauren i liked audrina i love i loved audrina i loved whitney you like, liked everyone it was it was probably the producer. <laughs> if anything, I like some of the producers, and I don't remember their names, but some of the producers were were Weft probably yeah, yeah. I, I I would it would probably be some you, of the producers. Did you ever butt heads with the producers at any? Oh, all the time. Yeah, all the time. I, but there were some of them. I, I like Jason Sands. Like there were some guys that I loved that were like yeah. incredible. Um, that I still actually talk to till this day. But there's some that I just that we just didn't mesh. I get that. Do you still keep in <laughs> touch with Jason and Brian? I mean, J- Jordan, Jordan, Jordan and Brian. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually saw each other like a, oh, we all were together like a year ago. Um, yeah, but we, we stay right. in touch through, through, through social media and stuff. But outside of that, dude, when you have kids and it's just like your life changes, it's yeah. hard to stay, stay Well, and now you're in Nashville. Yeah. But I know, I'm, 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 yeah. I know you're yeah, in town. Well, I don't even, a, a I don't even know this. From far away. Nashville all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, well, I yeah love dude, it, out here in freaking Tennessee. I love it out here, but uh, yeah, Talon Talon and I talk like on a weekly basis. We actually didn't talk for probably like three or four years up to about like three or four years ago. And me and him and, just like, and that's what I meant by that. Like, was there like a guy like, like, I know you had like your beef with some dudes. Like, I don't know, like back then it showed like you didn't like Talon or something. You didn't like Brody, by the way. I, that's where I was alluding to this. Oh, you guys oh, had a You guys didn't thing. like each other. Honestly, I feel like Jason was just drunk. I mean, I was, I, don't, I, I honestly I don't think really it was, I honestly, he did, we really didn't even know each other. I think it just had more to do with I the I just addiction. wanted the actual conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm hor- I remember, I remember exactly <laughs> the next morning yeah. when I called both of you and I was yeah. at USC parking lot. Like, hey guys, I'm really sorry. Like that, like there was, I, I actually went out with, like we were all out one night and we all had like a really good time. And then it was just as I, my drinking progressed, like there's just right. this very fucked up violent side that, right. that came in and it was on it. Cause I'm the most non-confrontational person when I'm, when I'm sober, I just don't even right. like confrontation. And it wasn't that I didn't like Brody. It was, it was more, yeah. it was probably just my own underlying issues just with maybe Lauren at the time. I don't even know. Right. You know, it was, it was not like, I didn't know either. I was like, damn, he said he wanted to kill me. I was like, I barely even know this guy. <laughs> We've still got a lot to get into at the next episode with Jason. Jason, I hope you can stay for the, for, for another episode with us. Um, yeah, we got to get around. in. Let's you better get, stick around, let's buddy. Get the juice. Stick around. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review The Hills Rewatch wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to check us out, go to YouTube and check us out. Appreciate it for listening, guys. Bye, guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.